Hello, and welcome to the Praying Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Corrine Cash, and in today's episode, I am joined yet again by my awesome, wonderful husband, Ronnie Cash. And we had such a great time on the last podcast. I asked him to please join me again. There's so many different things that we can cover just as a married couple. Um, We did get a couple of inquiries, so we wanted to address a few things. And I'm excited to have him here again. Hun, hi. Welcome again. Hi. Here I am. (laughs) Still here. Well, <laughs> yes. Stay there the entire week just waiting to get back in here. <laughs> he is a comedian, if you guys have not figured that out as yet. Um, but he's my comedian, and I love him very much. I wanted to start today with kind of a controversial topic. There's there's a lot of different opinions on it, so I wanted us to cover it. And it actually ties into one of the chapters in the book that we're writing together, and it's talking about relationship boundaries, right, and establishing those relational boundaries. And so with that, the question that I'm going to pose, and feel free if you want to leave a comment um, on the blog or if you want to leave a comment for this in the Facebook group, on the page, feel free to do so. But here is the question. Do you feel that it is okay for a husband and or a wife to have a friend of the opposite sex? Personally, I would say it's probably not the best idea. And it all depends too on what you consider a friend. A long time ago, I learned instead of saying this person is your friend, you say this person is an acquaintance of mine. Because really, when you think about your friends, you think about these people you grew up with, you shared a bunch of experiences with, and you've you know had them as your friend for almost your whole life or a, a good period of time during your life. Right, right. But when it comes to after you are married, that person can probably only be the one person you look at every morning and you go to sleep next to every night. Because that's the person who you're going to be sharing all those experiences with. And if there's anyone else who's the same gender as, as your spouse who can say, hey, I have the same kind of relationship with you, then that's a problem. Right. So, and and I kind of have the same opinion on that. For me, it starts with your definition of a friend. Because, yeah, like you said, we all kind of classify that word differently. Like if you look at social media, it's all like friends, right? If we're all honest with ourselves, half, if not 75% of the people that you have on there as friends aren't your friend. Um, And so it's what, what do we consider a friend? Is a friend a person that you talk to every day? Is a friend a person that you happen to know from school or from your job um, or from church? Like who in your mind is a friend? For me, I would say, you know, I, I've learned that, that, like my husband said, the acquaintance word. I have a lot of acquaintances. So if I met you a long time ago or, you know, we've talked a couple of times, you might not necessarily be my friend. Um, you don't have my phone number. If you don't have my phone number, you're not my friend. Um, that's, and I'm so sorry if somebody <laughs> doesn't have my phone number and they thought they were my friend. You might be my acquaintance, and there's nothing wrong with that. I want I want you to know there's nothing wrong with being someone's acquaintance. Um, that's, you know, we might do business together, but that's not necessarily meaning that you are m- my friend. I'm not sharing secrets with you. You don't know what my family is comprised of. You know, it, it, it's a difference. So I would say it starts there with what is the definition of friend to acquaintance? Now, if we're talking about a friend friend, like a true friend, you know this person for X amount of years, you know, you've shared some type of experience with, they have your phone number, right? Not just a friend on Facebook. 
Okay, they're a friend. So when it comes to that, though, the next question I would have or where I would say we would have to look at is what is the frequency of conversations between you and this friend? Right. That's the that that's literally the next part of it. Before I got married, even before me and you were in a relationship, I had a few friends of the opposite sex, Ooh, and it was never secrets. anything. No, it, <laughs> it was never secrets. anything because I've I've I was, I've been a Christian for quite a long time and yeah. dedicated to the Lord, really dedicated, not just saying I'm a Christian like a lot of people say nowadays, but you know I was just literally just a friend to these to these ladies, you know what I mean, and it was just. Sometimes we would have conversation, basically talking about each other's problems, you know what I mean? Right. Being a listening ear and whatever. And it never, it was straight platonic. I know some people are saying, out there saying, no way, you're lying. But, you know, no it's between me and God. He knows. He knows. <laughs> but even with those friendships, even after I got in a relationship and I got married, the, the frequency of the contact slowed down. Right. Some people might say, oh, but my husband, my wife needs to understand. This has been my... No, not necessarily. When you make a vow to your wife or to your husband, to yeah. your spouse, you are committing... Forsaking all others. Right. And then <laughs> this, is, this is your new best... Say, say hello to your new best friend. This is them. You know what I mean? They should and, add that to the to the vow script. <laughs> Say hello to your new best friend. But it's true. It it, it is true. Um, and sometimes, and I'm sure we're gonna get rolling eyes at this point. Um, but it's that's one of that's one of the things that comes along with marriage. And let me tell you why, because it's important who you spend the most time with. Okay. That is where your your affection is going to start to go there. It's it's something about when you put if you put a man and a woman together for long enough, and yeah. they are sharing this you know time together and talking about their day or talking about what upsets me, feelings will develop between either or both. So if you if you are the female and you're like, no, it's fine. Johnny has been my friend forever. It's nothing like that. And you're continuing to talk to him every single day, every single day, every single day. You and or Johnny, there's feelings there and someone's not saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the thing about it, in the workplace, I've heard the term people say their work husband or their work wife or whatever, meaning yeah. in the confines of work, in the workspace, you know, that's how it is. I mean, there's no good that can come from that. You no, know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... I don't accept like you that say, at all. Because the, 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 the conversations are not about work or just about work anymore, and it's, it's gone way, way past the line. And it may seem cute, but eventually that's going to end up in hitting a brick wall and being a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, naturally you're going to have people that you have to work with of the opposite sex, that you're going to have to, you know, even sometimes have conversations with on the phone or whatever because, you know, as a job, you might have coworkers who are on your team and you have to deal with them. Right, right. But, you know, you got to intentionally lead the conversation where it needs to be. And if you ever see that this person, the other person is trying to take it into a playful or any other kind of way, you shut it down. We gotta, yeah. You, know, you gotta shut it down yeah. and lead it back out, and and that's where the relational boundaries come in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you having to have a radar on at all times when it comes to your conversations with the opposite sex. And one thing I want to say: it's, we're not saying that you can't have conversations. You can't have, you know, friends of the opposite sex. It's it's that part too. And we said, what's the frequency of the conversation? And I think now is the, the next part is the content mm-hmm. of the conversation. What are you guys talking about? So how often are you talking and what are you talking about? Um, one thing I, I would say is a good radar meter in your head is to, can I have this conversation in front of my spouse? 
Mm. The, the, the conversation that I'm having with this friend, can I have it on speaker with my husband next to me, with my wife next to me? Can I talk to this lady the same way with my wife in the room? If the answer is no, you, you need to check you need to check this friend and you need to check what's going on in this relationship that you are now creating because a friendship is still a relationship. And so, and that's how they start. Mm-hmm. This is how when things happen, you're like, I don't know how I ended up here. It starts with a friendship. It starts with a conversation. I mean, to tell the truth, it's probably how you and your spouse met in the first place. Right. You and your spouse may have worked together, may have been any kind of project together, high school or what, any kind of meeting. Yeah. It started out as friends, you know what I mean? And they say friends make the best lovers. Yes, we do. That's how you and your wife (laughs) or you and your husband, whoever's listening, got together. So obviously the same pattern, if you follow the same pattern, unfortunately it's going to result in the same thing, but it's it's not in the right place right now because you're already involved. You're already married. You're already committed to one person and one relationship. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, that's where it's important. One, check and see how frequent you're talking to this opposite sex. What are you talking about? Can you have that conversation in front of your spouse? And, yes, it's, like, important to know because it, it might seem like, oh, I don't need to, you know, that might be just being hard on myself or we don't have to be that extreme. You know, we've been friends for years and I know there's nothing like that. I hear that a lot. Oh, no, you know, there's nothing he he knows or she knows. We've been mm-hmm. friends forever. There's nothing going on. It starts there. Until it's going on. And that's mm-hmm. true. It's not going on until it's going on. Mm-hmm. And the best way to make sure that it's not going on is to shut it down, to shut it down quickly. But really just take a note of that. And, and, and I always say, like, all of the friends in my life I would consider to be male friends, I don't talk to that often again because I got to check the frequency. They're friends with my husband. So mm-hmm. now it's not just my friend, it's our friend, mm-hmm. right? He, Your spouse should know your friends, especially the ones of the opposite sex. They need to know all of them. Yep. If, if they don't know them, there is an open door. And we have to be very, very careful, especially as kingdom citizens, and we understand we're in the kingdom. We understand the way that the supernatural works, right? The enemy will use every and any piece of entrance that he can, any doorway. They say don't give the enemy a foot opening. He will use that. So it's best to not have anything that you're hiding from your spouse, especially when it comes to, even if it's a new friend you just met, hey, hun, mm-hmm. just met this person. <laughs> um, his name is X, Y, and Z, talks about X, Y, and, and Z, A, B, and C. Because, again, you want to make sure that there is there's no room for anything to happen. Yeah, and you got you to gotta think about, think about yourself. You know you. You know, you know what you're capable of and you know all of the things that you're thinking. So if you're in your head saying, okay, I met this person, had an interesting conversation, and then your head like, oh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't think I have to tell my, tell my spouse, spouse about it. I mean, I don't. Red flag. It's already, <laughs> it's already going downhill from there. Yeah. So your best bet, don't trust you, trust your spouse and tell them about it. So, you know, they can ask you the questions that maybe you, you're too afraid or, you know, you didn't want to face those questions yourself. You're like. Right, Because, right. you know, you're going to meet people. Your job may be just dealing with people, you know, dealing customer service or whatever whatever it is. You're going to meet people. You need to be prepared for anything, any kind of yeah. way the devil may try to come at you. You got to be prepared. Yeah. And actually that even leads into with, with us saying just communicate that to your spouse. So another thing that's actually another chapter <laughs> in the book. I can't wait until we're done. We're, we're writing a whole lot, you guys. Um, but it's brutal honesty. 
We have a chapter called Brutal Honesty in there. And that's that's a part of it. Like you have to make sure that there is an open space in your marriage where you can be brutally honest with your spouse. Brutally honest to the point where it's like, I'll come home like, hun, there's a guy in, in, you know, I was traveling the other day and he's asking me for my number, right? It's like those things, like we have to be open with your spouse to where you're not afraid to tell them of anything. And the, why it's called Brutal Honesty because it it may have the, the added effect of angering your spouse <laughs> or even just, you know, you might get a adverse reaction from them. But, you know, I think in the long run, they will respect and appreciate you letting them know. And they would see the intention behind it as in, I want you to know everything that's going on. I want you to be able to trust me. So I'm an open book and right. this, is, this is what it is. And because like we said before, if your intention is to hide it, then there's already a problem. But, yeah. you know, if you're open with any meeting or any kind of words exchange or whatever, you know, it, it, it's a better situation for you and your spouse. Yeah, it just it just makes it where no one can come in. No one can sneak and find their way into your marriage because you've made that choice together to be brutally honest with your spouse, with what's going on with you, who's interacting with you. And and not to say this is a brutal honesty, and we might have to do a part two or three um, the next time to go, go over this in more detail. Not a brutal honesty as in, I'm going to give my spouse a piece of my mind, okay, and be brutally mm. honest about how much I don't like what he's doing. Mm. Not that level of brutal honesty, okay? Um, we're talking brutal honesty where you're open to share anything that's going on with you, anything that your spouse needs to know, even if you think, oh, man, they're going to be really upset with me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Han slipped up and said something today, or Han, this is whatever. And 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 so, like what my husband said, it may be something where you're like, okay, he's gonna get upset, but at the end, it's gonna make your marriage stronger because what you're doing is creating trust between you. There's a trust of if something is going to happen, my wife or my husband is going to tell me about it, and we are going to work it together instead of let me keep this as a secret from my spouse. And hope that they don't find out. But then when they do find out, because things inevitably always come out, they will. Mm -hmm. And it's always worse when they find out from someone who's not you. So it's, it's very important that we are brutally honest in that case with our husbands. And it allows us to create those relational boundaries easier. Outside of all of it, you have to also think if... If in any of your experiences dealing with the opposite sex, that's not your spouse, you have any of those kind of feelings, where's your relationship with God at? You know what I mean? What's really going on there? Mm. I mean, I myself, I, w- I will self-check. When it gets there, I'm like, okay, uh, this 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 don't feel right. What am I doing? When Because I'm pretty sure if your relationship with God was on point or active, you would not have as much struggles. Now, struggles will always come, but it would be mm-hmm. a much easier decision to to make and to you know to, to do the right thing that also has to come up like the self-examination of what's going on with you and your relationship with God wow that is so good that is so good and so true a self-check where where is my relationship with God how where's my time what is he saying because yes when we are totally plugged into the source and when we're being fed he's gonna check us mm-hmm. And you, your Holy, the the spirit within us, you know, we're going to feel that 
something's not right. You need to say something. Like he he is going to talk with us and there are just certain things that just won't be allowed. So that is a good point, a great way that we're going to actually end because we're, we could be here all day. I think we're going to do a part two, three <laughs> of this next week as well. But I do want to thank you guys so very much for listening to this week's episode of The Praying Wife. Please remember that you can sign up to get notifications of when we have new podcasts. It's every single week. We release these every Wednesday. Go to theprayingwife.com. You can join our private Facebook group. You can join the actual Facebook page at The Praying Wife Circle. Please like us on Instagram. We are here. Please let's join in on the conversation. Thank you so much again. This has been another exciting Praying Wife broadcast. I pray that you are all blessed. Remember that you are beautiful. You are powerful. You are made in the image of God and you are loved. We'll see you next time.